2: Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast!
0: Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy.
2: Hello, hello, and welcome back to yet another show where I'm flying solo again. This is kind of odd, being back here flying solo, uh, like for the second week in a row. Uh, It's kind of starting to happen a lot now. (laughs) I need to start getting more time where I can coordinate with people uh, to have my regular co-hosts on there. And I think Eric has even got more time. And I don't know. I I think if I could coordinate better, and if I had a bit more regular scheduling, uh, I'd probably be able to have my co-hosts on with me and have a lot more fun interactions. But as it is, I'm here on my own again. And we're going to have some fun today. Uh, I've got a few trailers, a little bit of news. But, uh, you know, actually the day that I'm recording it, and I meant to record this a little earlier uh, but I've been kind of not feeling well uh, and had some doctor's appointments and stuff. I'm, I'm overall fine, uh, but so I'm a little delayed. And so the day I'm recording it is the day I intended to put this episode out or have it out by. It's Johnny Appleseed Day, September the 26th. Now, I'm not exactly sure why it's Johnny Appleseed Day. I bet it's his birthday or something. Uh, but I've gathered a bunch of information we're going to go through. We're going to talk about John Chapman, also known as Johnny Appleseed, which actually we did cover him. Way back, I think uh, probably at least nine years ago, back when or near the time when this show had started, it was uh, Jesse and I uh, had covered John Chapman, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the same things. Where the Disney animated feature, you know, it's part of uh, what Melody Time, and so we're going to discuss that. Uh, I tried to find some stuff about behind the scenes on that, didn't really find a whole lot, but we're going to discuss that and a whole lot of other things uh, because we're kicking fall off properly and when it's fall that's what i want not only some pumpkin spice but i want some apples you know cinnamon apples anything cinnamon apples and it turns out my wife likes to go camping at the end of september uh we did it last year too much disaster uh as she she tripped and fell uh because we forgot to bring a lantern uh we had bought a lantern a good lantern and some flashlights and left them on the kitchen table well, she tripped, and she hit her head really bad. We went to the emergency room to make sure she was okay. Ended up spending the night there. Uh, didn't really get much sleep, but then I had to drive home. Uh, kind of ruined the camping trip. You know, I, I don't know that I've really had any camping trips that I ever had nothing but fun and enjoyment out of. There's usually a disaster involved, you know, or something goes wrong or something's just irritating. Just I've never really enjoyed camping, you know. I try for Heather's sake. I try. My wife likes to go. And she booked us in to go next weekend, so we probably will not have a show next weekend. And uh, I, I'm i going mainly because by the time we get to Bennett Springs, it's going to be dark, and we have a large tent. It's hard to put up by yourself, and I didn't want to have to do it in the dark, and I felt bad for her. So I'm like, okay, I'm coming down just for the sake of helping to set the tent up and tear it down because it was a real pain last year. And we got we got into our campsite late, and it was dark. Uh, we found out we didn't have our lantern. We couldn't see what we were doing. It was just horrible. So, oh, my phone is dinging at me. I'm going to have to put my phone away somewhere. Someone's trying to message me. Uh, but so I'm I'm going uh, almost under protest <laughs> uh, camping next weekend. So we probably will not have a show come out next weekend. Um, so just so you know. And maybe I'll actually have some good stories. Maybe something will go right. Uh, she's wanting to go down there because she found out last year that they have women fish for free. So she didn't ha- have to go and get her fishing license. She didn't have to pay for any fees or anything. She can just go down and go fishing. I'm like, great, you get to go fishing for free. What am I want to do? I don't really feel like fishing. You know, I always feel like I'm going to get a hook stuck in my finger. I am not an outdoors person. You know, so I am not enthused. I'm like, okay, you're going to go fishing. And what am I going to go do? I don't know. I will figure something out. She said, well, you can sit there and read books or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, 90-degree weather, which I've looking it up. Yes, it's supposed to be 90 degrees this weekend here in Missouri. So, yeah, sitting around reading a book in 90-degree weather, yeah, really sounding that fun. So if I convince myself of it, I'm probably not going to go. <laughs> but I just I, – I i feel bad, you know, if I sent her off by herself and to have – she'd have to set that tent up by herself. So, She's excited. I'm going to end up ruining her trip, though, because I'm not going to be having fun. I, I know I'm just going to bring the whole thing down. I just know it. But anyways, enough of me dragging on about that. Uh, let's get on to some normal stuff. You know, what have I been watching? Uh, now, this is uh, a bit of an interesting change of pace. So um, the, the the head boss guy, uh, I work at a television station that's it's 45 miles away from home. Uh, I know that because I've looked it up this week. Uh, but we boosted the power uh, a while back, and the boss man you know, has been asking if I can pick up the station here where I live. Uh, now, where I'm at, I've got all the Kansas City stations uh, where I, I don't get our workstations in there. And I thought, well, okay, maybe if I got a better antenna, I could get it. So I went, and I got a new antenna, I put it on the TV, and no, still not picking it up. But that's also where, you know, it's an RCA antenna. It's supposed to reach 65 plus miles away, okay? And it had a recommendation for an RCA uh, app that basically looks for towers. And that's where I found the KQTV tower is 45 miles away. I'm like, hey, that's within 65 miles. I should be able to get it. After doing the channel scan twice on the, my TV and even manually punching in 2.1, I cannot pick up that station. So I was like, okay. Now, the, the fun thing is a whole lot of other stations have popped up. And so we actually sat and watched some regular TV, watched Big Bang Theory and uh, watched an episode of The King of Queens and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, we actually watched some normal Regular TV, not on a streaming device, which I have not done. Uh, you know, I don't do that much. And it, it is nice, though, with this antenna, I I can pick up a lot of local channels better, and I'll be able to watch Chiefs games a little easier without having to use a streaming service to watch a Chiefs game. I can actually watch it as it happens live, so that'll be fun. Uh, the, I even today I've tested out, and I think I'm going to take the thing back because it didn't work out like I thought. But I got one of them. Uh, it's like a digital tuner of sorts. Imagine you know you have your your cable box that your cable comes in through. Well, this is basically a box that I hooked the antenna up to, and I thought, well, maybe with this, maybe I can channel scan or manually input a channel and get um, some of those channels up there. Still didn't work. The only reason I might almost think about keeping it is because it would have some DVR capabilities so I can record programs, and it actually did show up a little bit more information on some programs. Only thing is, you know, I'm hooking it up with uh, just three three cables, you know, the, uh, the two audio and the one visual cable to where it's standard definition. Now, it does have a port for an HDMI cable, and I can go buy an HDMI cable, but I don't have any ports in the back of that TV open right now for HDMI. It's loaded up. I I think I have, like, three ports, and one's got the Roku, one's got a Blu-ray player, and one's got a Nintendo Switch plugged into it. So I'm kind of out of ports. So I'm kind of wondering, though, I mean, have they gotten to the point where an HDMI where you can have a splitter or something where you can share a port? I don't know. Uh, I might have to look into that. But, yeah, as it is, you know, I'd be watching stuff on standard definition if I use the thing, which I think I would only mainly use it to record some DVRs for, like, some programs that I want to be able to watch that's on regular TV, which the only thing I would watch regularly is America's Funniest Videos. But, yeah, it was kind of different. You are know, watching watch it on a regular TV. So what have I been playing, though, this week? Now, this is, okay, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting, right? So we know, of course, I've mentioned we've started ScarePlay 2023, uh, I, I, You know, sure, it was in October, but I have already ahead and kicked it off. And so I have been playing the Resident Evil 4 DLC separate ways, which is Ada Wong's storyline that goes on at the same time as Leon Kennedy's. And I did complete that. You can find that complete video on the Neverland Official Gaming channel, as well as my first time ever playing Phasmophobia, uh, which I need some people to play with on Phasmophobia. It's meant to be a multiplayer game, and I went in on my own. And uh, I don't want to spoil and everything, but uh, um, I think I was able to, yeah, I was able to talk because I was at the computer, so I was, you know, I had my microphone hooked up, so I don't want to spoil my train of thought of exactly what had happened, but I, you know, I went through the training and then went through my first mission. Uh, I'm going to find some people to play with, but this, I will continue to get some video for ScarePlay, and if you're interested in playing with me, uh, let's find each other on Steam. I need some people who don't mind being uh, on, on part of this and being recorded, And also aren't going to cuss. So if something scares you, try not to cuss. Uh, (laughs) Send me an email, podcast at podcastandneverlandpodcast.com. Maybe some people I'll play with. Who knows? Uh, If you check in this week, uh, I I may have mentioned last episode, but I did an appearance on the Retro Rewind podcast, and I'll try to make sure I have a link, or at least I'll share it to Facebook. Uh, They were going to talk about the 1987 Masters of the Universe movie, and so I uh, got myself an invite to come on the show to talk about it. Uh, It is a very fun show. And I do recommend it. And, of course, I was on there. So if you enjoy listening to me, you'll enjoy listening to me on that show. And if you enjoy Masters of the Universe, I think you'll enjoy listening to that show. It is a good show. It is fun. Uh, I only recently discovered them this year, and I've enjoyed listening to them. Uh, So definitely check that out. But it is time to get into some news.
1: Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland.
2: All right, a few different uh, things going on. In fact, I'm seeing stuff. I went to Variety's website where I had my first story here, but I'm seeing a lot of things on the side. Some popular stories. Uh, David McCollum, star of NCIS, and the man from UNCLE has passed away at 90. Uh, Also, I'm seeing a headline that Martin Scorsese says fight back against comic book movie culture by supporting directors like Christopher Nolan. We've got to save cinema. Remember when he was saying that, well, these comic movies, they're not cinema. So he's being a bit of a cinema snob, uh, of course. Uh, Whatever. I'm I'm not a big fan of his movies anyway. I (laughs) I haven't really watched much of them. It's like, whatever, Martin Scorsese. Just go, go be a cinema snob somewhere else. If people are enjoying them, let people go and have fun for crying out loud. Anyways, the story I meant to jump onto here on Variety says, Usher confirmed as the Super 2020, Super Bowl 2024 halftime performer. Uh, and, of course, I've been saying, uh, well, I guess not. I was thinking more of a mixed reaction to this. But really, um, I've just seen some people saying, oh, really? I guess I don't have a reason to watch now, uh, which I guess to somebody who's 13 their team not in the Super Bowl, they don't really want to watch. I'll still watch the Super Bowl even the, if the Chiefs don't make it. Uh, Of course, I've got pretty good odds the Chief's going to make it, which, oh, my gosh, we got some fun stuff to talk about on that. But uh, Usher, and and it looks like he's got some quotes here, says it's an honor of a lifetime to finally check a Super Bowl performance off my bucket list. Can't wait to bring the world a show unlike anything else they've seen from me before. Thank you to the fans and everyone who made this opportunity happen. I'll see you real soon. Uh, the halftime show, of course. Uh, Apple Music, the NFL, Ruck Nation announced it on Sunday. The game is taking place at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sunday, February the 11th. Going to air on CBS. Now, I'm not familiar with a lot of Usher's music. The only thing I can think of is... Um, didn't he? Wasn't he in Sister Act 2 when he was young? I don't know. But I'm thinking maybe that's who he is? I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar with Usher's music, so... Uh, Now, a lot of people would rather have some like some classic, you know, some rock bands or whatever. And, you know, we keep getting the the MTV stuff and whatever. I don't know. I'm not that interested in Usher, but I'm like, okay, whatever. There's people who are going to enjoy it. So whatever, you know, let let you guys have fun with your halftime show. So next little bit from Variety. Michael Caine doesn't understand the need for intimacy coordinators. In my day, you just did the love scene and got on with it. Well, they're talking to him because he's got a new movie coming out. And uh, he says, thank God I'm 90 and I don't play lovers anymore, is all I can say. Uh, he has mentioned, I am 90 now and I can't walk properly and all that. I'm sort of, am retired right now. Uh, the interesting thing is, uh, he's talking about his film, it was a British-French drama, The Great Escaper, as a real-life World War II veteran, Bernard Bernie Jordan, the film... Co-starring Glenda Jackson is based off the true story of Jordan, who snuck out of his nursing home to attend the 70th anniversary D-Day commemorations in France in 2014. So, uh, guess what? When we get to the trailer park, I've got a trailer for you for that. Uh, but, you know, there's one thing I do want to bring up, of course, in news, because this has been, just been kind of how fun the week has been since Sunday. Uh, or actually, for at least a, a, a couple of weeks. Now, I haven't followed up on this because I don't really get into celebrity gossip and everything, but there's some sort of friendship, maybe more, or I don't know, with Travis Kelsey, our tight end here in the Kansas City Chiefs, and Taylor Swift. Uh, and it was enough to where he invited her to come to a Chiefs game, and she accepted and got to sit up in his booth with his, his family. And, uh, of course... Uh, the the NFL coverage of the game had to show that Taylor Swift was up in the booth. So now it's become a pop culture thing. Apparently, if what I'm hearing is correct, Travis Kelsey jerseys are are selling like hotcakes now. (laughs) So uh, I already have one. Uh, My buddy Seth got me one for Christmas. So I have a Travis Travis Kelsey Kelsey jersey. Uh, But, oh, I golly, I forgot to pull up. Uh, my Facebook page. Uh, there is, of course, some funny because the only things I know about Taylor Swift other than I completely disagree with some stuff that she has said. She's very kind of left-leaning and uh, we don't tend to agree on stuff. Uh, so there's that. Not a fan of the, uh, the cult of Taylor Swift. But uh, I know that she typically ends up writing an album when she has a breakup, which I've said to my wife on many occasions, if she's built an entire career off of her breakups, you know the one common factor in every one, every one of her breakups is her. So I don't think it's the guy's fault, personally. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But, you know, it's one of those things you got to think about. But uh, I found this meme. It says the top 10 song titles for the first Taylor Swift breakup song after Travis Kelsey. Number 10, illegal use of the hands. Number 9, don't rush me. Number 8, you're going to miss my tight end. Number 7, fourth and short. Number 6, why'd you drop me? Number 5, we spiraled out of control. Number four, too many women on the field. Number three, I don't sit the bench. Number two, your motion in my backfield. And the number one song title for the first Taylor Swift breakup song after Travis Kelsey. Your ego gotta go, aka Yi 8687. And yeah, usually don't get a top 10 list from me except for when we're talking about some sort of movie or something. But there you go. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Okay. Enough of that nonsense. Let's, let's go to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the
1: house. Now the gator? Give me that shovel. Oh. Get him, oh. Get that gator. Ew. Ah. Ew. Ah. The Neverland trailer park.
2: Okay, as promised, here's the great escaper, Michael Caine at age 90, playing a 90-year-old man. Historical drama, in a way. He's in France. Bonjour. At 90.
0: Right. Soon as we've had some grub, I'll take you for a spin along the front. And when we get back, I think they've got a male stripper for you. What? i made that last bit up. I want to go to France. What are you on about?
1: The trip to the beaches. D-Day. I'm really sorry, Bernie. You left it too late.
0: I couldn't leave you all on your own.
1: Unless... You have to. Where is he? He's disappeared off the face of the earth. He's in France. Bonjour. At 90. Well, he has done it before. Only then, of course, they were shooting at him. So determined to honor his fallen comrade, the D-Day veteran made a break for the coast and mounted what has now been dubbed the Great Escape.
0: Who are these people? They're Germans. Oh. This was your beach. Yeah, me too.
1: At your age, Adele, you cling to every second, and every second is worth clinging to. I'm I'm sorry,
0: really. I've been in the papers. I've been on TV. 90-year-old Coffin Dodger. Honours the glorious dead. What a
1: waste. Eh? What a waste. If you want to honour your friend, Bernie, You've spent seventy years loving me. I go anywhere with you. We have never wasted one second of our time together. Are you coming to bed?
0: Yours or
2: mine? Oh. So this is coming to theaters October the 6th. Let me read you the description here. It says in the summer of 2014, Bernard Jordan, played by Michael Caine, made global headlines. I don't remember hearing this story. He had staged a great escape from his care home to join fellow war veterans on a beach in Normandy, commemorating their fallen comrades at the D-Day landing's 70th anniversary. It was a story that captured the imagination of the world as Bernie embodied the defiant can-do spirit of a generation that was fast disappearing. But of course, it wasn't the whole story. It was an inspirational, but sanitized retelling of one man's need to come to terms with the lasting trauma of war. Bernie's adventure, spanning a mere 48 hours, also marked the culmination of a 60-year marriage to Renee, played by Glenda Jackson. The Great Escaper celebrates their enduring love, but always with an eye to the lessons we might learn from the greatest generation. And I do love a good historical drama, so uh, I am quite curious to check this film out. Uh, It seems even interesting the... uh, perspective of, you know, he's, uh, he's looking over the graves of people he knew. And it's a, what a waste, uh, yeah, I know war's a bad thing, you know, it's terrible that it happens, but I'm, I, this was a necessary war. You know, we had to, we had something that needed need to be fought and needed to be stopped in World War Two uh, you know, wars are, as, uh, never really, no one wants it, but sometimes it's, uh, becomes a necess- necessity when things happen. Sometimes we have to put a stop to things. You know, uh, sometimes in order to save lives, you have to take some. You know, that's that's just the way the world is. Uh, one day Jesus is coming. We're going to set this whole thing right. Jesus gets this taken care of. War will end. We will have peace on Earth. We were promised that. Uh, there's my Christmas message. But anyways, let's jump into the next trailer. Percy Jackson uh, coming as, I believe, this is going to be a series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we have a little bit of a teaser for Percy Jackson and the Olympians.
1: My name is Percy Jackson. Am I a troubled kid? Yeah, you could say that. Bad grades, bullies, all the normal stuff. And then there's some stuff that's maybe not so normal.
2: There you are. You saw something. Something that no one else could see. The stories that I have told you about great gods and
1: half-bloods, they are real. Mrs. Jackson, things have changed. This is all developing a lot faster than we anticipated. over why is there half a goat in your pants? So the important thing is not to panic. Percy Jackson. We've been expecting you. The Master bolt has been stolen, that is your quest. Remember what I taught you. You're gonna need to be brave now.
2: All right, so we've got a two-episode premiere. Uh, I looked away from the screen right when I was saying exactly when it was. but I'm sure it says it here in the description here. But it says, Percy Jackson and the Olympians tells the fantastical story of a 12-year-old modern demigod, Percy Jackson, who's coming to terms with his newfound supernatural powers when the sky god Zeus accuses him of stealing his master lightning bolt. Now Percy must trek across America to find it and restore order to Olympus. So it looks like this first season will cover the Lightning Thief book. Uh, I believe this is coming fairly quickly. It doesn't have a release date here in the description, but I really know that it it, it did show up here. Let me look at this again. December 20th. Okay, there we go. December 20th we will get a two-episode premiere. Uh, and like I said, I think each each season, provided they keep going with this, will probably cover one of the books. Uh, basically looking at this, though, that it's clear Disney was once again trying to make a checklist of their diversity boxes uh hopefully they focused more on telling the story and doing a good job of it uh, more than they are trying to click all their diversity boxes but uh modern hollywood and modern disney don't seem to do that they focus more on their diversity boxes than they do telling good stories here half the time but you know i will check this out i think i went through at least two maybe three of the books at one point although i don't really remember much so uh i'll definitely i'll take a look uh, cuz you know i studied Greek mythology in school and I was part of the mythology club uh, in high school so you know it's it's kind of a fun thing for me uh, here's something that I'm not interested in but maybe you are uh, we've got another trailer for the Hunger Games the, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and so because you might be a fan I'm going to play this trailer for you
1: Mr. Snow after everything you've seen out there in the world What are the Hunger Games for? Are you
0: are you coming to the tree? The Hunger Games, they're to punish the
1: districts. Those tributes don't have a choice. Your role is to turn these children into spectacles, not survivors.
2: We're live!
1: Smile. It's why we have teeth.
2: Imagine it was your
1: name that they pulled. Strange things didn't happen here. I just want to know that somebody still cared about me. That I was still of value. Welcome to the capital. You look like you shouldn't be here. I shouldn't, but I'm your mentor. A rebel. I am going to get you out of here. You want to protect people? Oh. And it's essential to accept what human beings are. And what it takes to control them. Let's see you use that famous Snow charm. You seem like a good man, Koilina Snow. I have seen what war does to people. Fueled with the terror of becoming prey. See how quickly we become predator? I want my enemies to see a rainbow of destruction engulfing the world.
0: The monsters! All of you!
1: Good luck with that poor little songbird. Where is she? It's mystery. And mysteries have a way of driving people. Mr. Snow Let me ask you one final time What are the Hunger Games for?
2: So this is coming to theaters November 17th, st- starring Tom Blythe, Rachel Ziegler, which might hurt me be a detriment. Uh, uh, some interviews she's given for Snow White, she's uh, definitely uh, lost points for a lot of people, I guess, uh, for, for her antics and things that she has said. Uh, so that might be a detriment to this film. I don't know. Uh, but then again, I'm, I'm sure this is going to do well. There's enough fans of this series that uh, I'm sure plenty of people are going to go see this. Uh, also, of course, Peter Dinklage, Hunter, uh, Peter Dinklage. Also, somebody involved with the same movie that Rachel Ziegler is, who has said something stupid. Uh, yeah. Hunter Schaefer, Joss Andres Rivera, Jason Schwarzman, and Viola Davis. Uh, by the way, if you text 717THGMKJY, it says you can enter the games. Uh, something to do with, I guess, a Lionsgate thing. Um, but I, I did listen to the audiobooks of the original. I found the the books to be a bit repetitive, and uh, you know, I, I, I found a sci-fi trope that I figured it seemed that they were going for, and you know, it was interesting. I was curious how it was going to turn out, but you know, it, I wasn't that impressed, and then I said, well, let me go and watch the movie. The first movie, was sh- the camera was shaking so much that I, I couldn't get through five minutes. I said, no, I, I'm sorry, I'm not watching this. You know, if you're going to shake the camera that badly, you better do <laughs> have better stuff, and you know, maybe I'm a little counterculture. Something was that super popular that I was like, okay, well that doesn't mean I'm going to like it, but I I think I gave it a fair chance. I was curious enough to go through the books, but I found them completely unmemorable, uh, honestly, and repetitive that like, oh look, uh, the second book started out as something different, but then fell back into the same thing. The first book was, it felt like, so I was like, yeah, and I don't even remember what happened in the third book. uh, Honestly, I just remember how it ended to where I was like, oh, now we know how this all got started because, yeah, uh, it could be different. I mean, there's a prequel here coming out, but here's like the what I came around with. It's is a typical sci-fi trope where you have you don't know why we're in this dystopian cycle. Uh, you don't even realize you're in a cycle because you've forgotten your history. Because one thing I noted in the year those books, they, do, they didn't know why they had a war before, but, well, we lost the war, so now we're being subjected to this. A war happens again, they win, and then what happens? They subject the people that they defeated into Hunger Games. I'm like, aha, that says to me that this is a cycle that has probably been going on for millennia. And whoever wins the war subjects the other two to a Hunger Games, until, of course, the ones being subjected rise up and decide, oh yeah, I'm to punish you, we're going to subject you to Hunger Games. Until eventually, they're probably just going to wipe themselves out, and that's the end of humanity. But it seems like a, a cycle. But everybody always forgets what that previous war was about. Of, well, we lost that war. We don't know what it was about. Well, it was about the other side being subjected to Hunger Games and them coming at and overthrowing you. And so that's what I see. And that is a sci fi trope. And so I, I I will deem it a some of some sci. Uh, well, I'll give it credit for being sci fi uh, to that degree of you know getting something uh right that you're supposed to be able to learn a lesson from uh but yeah uh, otherwise i'm really not interested but you are probably so there you go i hope you enjoyed that something else that i don't know that i'm interested in because i kind of stopped watching doctor who although recently i did make a, a pretty good purchase on uh, voodoo had a sale going on at the end of august and i got the um i think all through the uh, yeah i guess all the david Tennant episodes i think came yeah with uh, the Christopher Eccleston season and all the David Tennant episodes. Uh, got it as a nice bundle of, of all those seasons of with the kind of rebooting of Doctor Who that happened over the last 20 years or whatever. Uh, but anyways, there's a 60th anniversary special coming, and David Tennant is back, and I didn't know if they were supposed to be flashing back, but I guess it's maybe he's somehow regenerated back into David Tennant. I don't know. They're just making it up as they go, and they're not keeping, from, from anything I've heard here lately of what they've done with the show, they've just kind of been tanking everything that was the established lore of Doctor Who and just messing with it. So I don't know that I'm interested in watching this, but, you know, why not? Here we go. Here's the trailer for the new Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials.
1: Sometimes I think there's something missing. Like I had something lovely. And it's gone. While I'm in bed thinking. What have I lost? Her oh, well, mother's friend called Donna Noble. I had to wipe her memory to save her life. No! If she remembers me, she will die. So what happens next? A spaceship crashes right in front of her. It's like she's drawing us in. The <laughs> Martian in the shade. Don't Leave Oh! Here we go again. I don't believe in destiny, but if destiny exists, then it is heading for Donna Noble. And I've got a memory. After a very long time, something's coming back. Who are they? Monsters. There's something so bad that TARDIS ran away. Yes. Then we go and kick it! Kate Lethbridge-Stewart! What do we do this time, Doctor? How do we fight the human race? Something entered this world. Oh, but he is recognizing me. Let me see.
2: So, yes, that's the 6th anniversary special. Uh, the description here says, Destiny isn't done with him just yet. Doctor Who returns with three special episodes. Coming soon to iPlayer. I don't know if these are even being shown on any sort of way that I watch television. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I'm basically going to watch the stuff that I've purchased. I kind of want to rewatch watch uh, some of the old episodes that I, that I got interested in uh, when, it, when it came back. Uh, and uh, it was on Netflix, I remember, and when, when I first got Netflix, I was like, I don't know what this Doctor Who is, but I'm going to sit and watch it, and I did. I did kind of stream through it and really enjoyed it, but uh, I don't know, they kind of went off the rails. All right, something else coming to special TV called Once Upon a, Once Upon a Studio. It's a Disney Plus original. Uh, they're going to show it on television, but uh, I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus as well. I know I don't use the cover Disney stuff, but this is the 100th year anniversary, and I thought, you know, this deserves a mention.
1: Is that it? They all gone? Oh boy! Come on, Minnie! This is it! Let's get the gang! yoo Picture time, guys! <laughs> okay! Come on, everybody! Here we go! Oh. <sighs> Water!
0: 100 years of stories.
1: Make it pink. Make it blue. 100 years of magic. Oh, oh, help. And bother. Do you think all the villains will show up? Not all. Mm. Celebrate 100 years of Disney with Disney's new original short film. Once upon a studio world broadcast premiere, October 15th, only on ABC.
2: so be careful. Yeah, now I'm, I'm curious enough to watch it because I, I'm hoping for, a lot of love shown to the classic vintage Disney that I still love. Uh, so uh, I'm probably going to wind up tuning into this because I, I like getting to see some hand drawn animation. Although I think they've done some did it with computer to do some hand drawn. Uh, but you know I'm going to end up checking it out. You know uh, I can't help but There's still part of me that still loves Mickey Mouse. You know. Uh, so whatever, <laughs> I'll be I'll be looking into it after all. All right, now it's time to get into some main content. We're going to talk a little bit of history. Uh, first, let's see what when you look up Johnny Appleseed on Wikipedia, uh, you get a little bit about John Chapman, born September twenty sixth, seventeen seventy four, and passed away March eighteenth of eighteen forty five. He was an American pioneer, nurseryman, introduced apple trees to large parts of Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and present day Ontario as well as the northern counties of present-day West Virginia, became an American legend while still alive due to his kind, generous ways, his leadership in conservation, and the symbolic importance that he attributed to apples. He was also a missionary for the new church, uh, Swedenborgian, and the inspiration for many museums and historical sites, such as the Johnny Appleseed Museum in Urbana, Ohio. Yeah, you know, I kind of actually go like to see that museum. Uh, now we did a little looking into the new church last time we we spoke of this because I wasn't sure what it was. It's a, it's kind of a mixed congregational and episcopal polity. It's been around for two hundred thirty six years. Uh, the new church or Swe- Swedenborgians is a okay. I'm probably saying it wrong. This is the new church. Uh, as any of several historically related Christian denominations that developed as a new religious group influenced by the writings of scientist and mystic Emanuel Swedenborg. Swedenborgian uh, organizations acknowledge that they believe to be the universal nature of God's church. All who do good in accordance with the truth of their religion will be accepted into heaven since God is goodness itself, and doing good joins one with God. Swedenborg published some of his theological works anonymously. His writings promoted one universal church based on love and charity rather than multiple churches named after their founders and based on belief or doctrine. Um, Now, the problem is, is this is not... An actual biblical stand, right? God is not just goodness. And we are not getting into heaven based upon our works or doing good in, in accordance with the truth. That is not how it works. Uh, Jesus died to save us. We can't get in there of our own works, lest l- anyone should boast. That's You'll find that in the New Testament. The Bible actually says that. This is a works-based theology Uh, and doing good joins one with God. That's, that is mixed in with the lie that Satan had. It's like, you do this, you will, um, you will become gods. That is what they, they go into. And unfortunately, John Chapman was part of it. So he might've done a lot of good things, but he was apparently trying to earn his way into heaven. Now, of course, the Disney cartoon did not go into that but knew that he was a religious man and give us some good quality stuff in the Disney cartoon and some good songs. The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord, and some really great songs. Uh, and I prefer from that, you know, that is, that is a great cartoon. Uh, it um, it's, it's gives you a little bit of truth but a lot of just fun. But it's always fun to watch. Uh, A little bit more history about his family. says Chapman was born on September 26th, as we mentioned before, in Leominster, Massachusetts. Second child of Nathaniel and Elizabeth Chapman. His birthplace has a granite marker and the street is now called Johnny Appleseed Lane. Chapman's mother, Elizabeth, died in 1776 shortly after giving birth to a second son, Nathaniel Jr., who died a few days later. In 1780, his father, Nathaniel, who was in the military, returned to Longmeadow, Massachusetts, where in the summer of the same year he married Lucy Cooley. Author Rosalie Rice stated that Johnny had one sister, Persis Barum of Indiana. She was not at all like him. A very ordinary woman, talkative and free and frequent, says she's and says I's. According to some accounts, an 18-year-old John persuaded his 11-year-old half-brother Nathaniel Cooley Chapman to go west with him in 1792. The duo apparently lived a nomadic life until their father brought his large family west in 1805 and met up with them in Ohio. The younger Nathaniel decided to stay and help their father father. Farm the land. Shortly after the brothers parted ways, John began his apprenticeship as an or- orchardist under Mister. Crawford, who grew apples. Thus, inspiring Chapman's life journey of planting apple trees in 1800. At the age of 26, Chapman was in the Licking River, Ohio. His first orchard was on the farm of Isaac Stedman in Licking County. In 1806, he embarked upon a canoe voyage down the Ohio Musca- Muskingum. I hope I'm saying that right, Muskingum. And while rivers using two canoes lashed together to transport himself. And his seeds. That's got to be a lot of seeds. (laughs) I mean, I could just imagine. him. Well, with two canoes, you'd bring along a few things for survival, I'm sure. But, you know, probably a lot of seeds. Uh, In 1822, the first known use of Johnny Appleseed was written in a letter from a member of the new church. And according to Harper's New Monthly Magazine, Toward the end of his career, he was present when an itinerant missionary was exhorting an open-air congregation in Mansfield, Ohio. The sermon was long and severe on the topic of extravagance because the pioneers were buying such indulgences as calico and imported tea. Imported tea and calico was an indulgence. History. Where now there is a man who, like the primitive Christians, is traveling to, to heaven barefooted and clad in coarse raiment? The preacher repeatedly asked until Johnny Appleseed, his endurance worn out, walked up to the preacher, put his bare foot on the stump that had served as a pulpit, and said, here's your primitive Christian. The flummox sermonizer dismissed the congregation. Uh, so there's some fun stories going on there. Uh, the popular image, of course, was Johnny Appleseed spreading Appleseeds randomly everywhere he went, but in fact, he planted nurseries rather than orchards, built fences around them to protect them from livestock and wildlife, left the nurseries in the care of a neighbor who sold trees on shares, and returned every year or two to tend the nursery. He planted his first nursery on the banks of Broken Straw Creek, south of Warren, Pennsylvania. Next, he seems to have moved to Venongo County, along the shore of French Creek. But many of these nurseries were in the Mohican River area, north-central Ohio. This area included the towns of Mansfield, Lisbon, Lucas, Perrysville, and Ludenville. So now let's talk a little bit about the fact that we got a nice uh, animated feature of them, and I think that's where uh, I end up having a love for Johnny Appleseed is from this. Uh, it's an animated short from the film Melody Time. As it was reissued as a standalone short on December 25th of 1955. It can also be found on the home video releases of Disney's American Legends, along with the brave engineer Paul Bunyan and John Henry, and uh, my buddy Phil, uh, who's frequently co-hosting here. Uh, it does have, I think, a DVD of the American Legends. Uh, So this is set, it's supposed to be in 1806 that the plot is, and a young man named John Chapman, better known as Johnny Appleseed, harvests his apples as an apple tree as he thanks the Lord for his blessings, which is a great, great scene. We love that. Moments later, Johnny sees a crowd of pioneers marching to look for new land in the Midwest, and he fantasizes about joining them, but thinks himself too weak to make the journey. A miracle suddenly happens when his guardian angel appears in the form of a backwoodsman. The angel encourages Johnny to join the pioneers, but Johnny declines, telling his angel that he does not have the strength. But his angel tells him that he has faith, courage, and a level head. He then explains to him that all he knows is about his apple trees in which this angel reminds him of the many uses apples have. And another great song in there, and I tell you what, we have an apple-fest at church, and we'll watch this. Uh, We just eat everything with apples. I mean, apple pies and apple jellies and apple tarts, and oh my goodness, just all the things you can make with apples is wonderful. It's a a great, great, great food. Uh, And, you know, hey, you eat one a day, and you keep doctors away from you, right? At least that's supposed to be the idea of it. But it is a great cartoon. I couldn't really find anything so much about the making of it, which I really, really wanted to find. But I did, however, uh, found some audio here uh, that has, oh, uh, and I'm forgetting his voice here, uh, but uh, some great audios of um, of some of the songs from Johnny Appleseed with a little bit of the story you know, being narrated by the same guy who voiced him in the, uh, and I think he even kind of told the story uh, in the, the film. So let's take a listen to that, and then we'll be back to wrap up the show right after that.
0: The Lord is good to me And so I thank the Lord For giving me the things I need The sun and rain and an apple seed Yes, he's been good to me Yes, the Lord Hear that song? Well, that was a song a brave pioneer used to sing a long, long time ago. Now, usually we think of pioneers as big, strong men who chopped down trees and shot bears and Indians. But this pioneer was different. He was a little man, and, well, kind of funny-looking, because he wore a tin pot for a hat and a coffee sack for a coat. Under his arm, he carried a Bible, and on his shoulder, a bag of apple seed. His name was John Chapman, but he never shot any Indians, and he didn't chop down any trees either. You see, John believed that God wanted him to go around and read his Bible to people and plant apple trees for them. Now, lots of folks never knew John Chapman's real name, so they just gave him another one. They called him Johnny Appleseed. Now, as you hear Johnny's story, you'll meet all kinds of people. First, there's Johnny. He talks like this. Howdy, settler. I come to plant you some apple trees. And then there's Johnny's guardian angel. And remember, son, along with the seeds of the apple tree, plant the seeds of love and charity. And, of course, there's Indians and pioneers and even the varmints. You know, the animals. And they have a word to say, too. But mostly, you'll hear the voice of an old pioneer who knew Johnny well. Oh, and remember we said Johnny Appleseed was a little man? Well, the old pioneer doesn't think so. Listen. Little? Johnny Appleseed, little? Why, he was the mightiest pioneer of all. You just wait and see. But first off, we got to go way back to the year of 1806, or there around, to a little old farm near Pittsburgh town. Here's where you'd find Johnny most any day picking apples and singing himself a song. The Lord is good to me And so I thank the Lord For giving me the things I need The sun and rain and an apple seed Yes, he's been good to me I owe the Lord so much For everything I see I'm certain if it weren't for him There'd be no apples on this limb Yes, he's been good to me Oh, here am I, need the blue, blue sky Doing as I please Singing with my feathered friends Happy as can be Because I know that with his care My apple trees, they will still be there Oh, the Lord is good to me Yes, sirree, John surely loved the apple tree Of course, there was something else that Johnny loved And that was his Bible The Word of God He never failed when his work was through To set and read a verse or two now one day, whilst John was a-readin' there, he felt a stern in the air. Well, sir, it was a wagon train, a-comin' down the dusty road, just loaded down with pioneers a-headin' west. Get on the wagon rollin' west, singing a land that's new. Get on the wagon rollin' west, there's plenty of room for you. Get on the wagon and west, out to the great unknown on the investor, you'll be left alone. The rivers may be wide, the mountains
1: may be tall, but nothing stops a pioneers.
0: Johnny, Johnny sure liked that song. Wagon, he tried to pretend he was a pioneer, too. Started singing right along with
1: you. We made a home before,
0: we're starting out again. We ain't a fear to man or beast, we're strong-hearted men. So get on the wagon rolling west Out to the grave unknown Get on the wagon rolling west Or you'll be left alone Or you'll be left alone Or, you'll be left alone. or you'll, be left alone. you'll be left
1: alone You'll be left
0: alone Poor little Johnny He weren't no pioneer Not yet It was all just pretend And so the wagon train Rolled on over the hill and left him standing there. Johnny sure felt bad because he wanted to go west and be a pioneer, too. And then, just when he was feeling sorriest for himself, a miracle happened. All of a sudden, from way up high, come a strange some sound. And then a great white glistening light come swooping down from the sky, fudged up right beside him, scared him half to death. And then... Well, what's holding you, Johnny? Says a voice. Go on, go on out west, if that's your choice. And now the light grew soft and yellow. And lo and behold, there stood a feller, right in the middle of it, had on buckskin breeches, a coonskin cap, some homespun wings, and a homely map. Well, sir, it was an angel. Johnny's own private guardian angel. Well, speak up, boy. Don't stand there gawkin. Unlock your jaw and get to talkin. y y y yes sir. Oh, why don't I go west? Cause I ain't got the muscle or the breadth of chest. I'll the strong men who survive. And I'm bout the puniest feller alive. Shame to you, Johnny. For shame, I said. You got faith and courage and a level head. But, but, shucks, you see, sir, all I know is apple trees. And what's wrong with apples, if you please? Ain't they about the finest fruit in all the land? Why, why, shoot, man, they take the cake. Just think, Johnny, of all the things that apples make. There's apple pickles, oh, so tasty, apple tarts, and apple pasty, apple dumplings, not to mention... Apple sash, apple fritters, lighters, thistle and For folks to wet their whistle, tangy apple cider in a glass Stew em, fry em, boil fry'em, bake bake'em, apple pie and apple cake'em You can cook an apple anyway There's apple this and apple that The recipes that fill your hat Why, I could carry on like this all day so, pack your stuff and get a-goin' Get them apple trees a-growin' There's a lot of work out there to do Oh, there's a lot of work to do But you see, sir, I ain't got no gun, nor traps, nor gear Nor none of the things I'll need out there You ain't got the... comet, boy, I'm ashamed of you you got the stuff to see you through. Why, you got all the seeds you're needin'. And for purty darn good readin', there ain't nothing finer than your book. Here's a mighty handy bonnet. Why, it's a tin pot with a handle on it. Yep, turn it upside down and you can cook. So come on, son, and get a and Get them apple trees a-growin' There's a lot of work out there to do Oh, there's a lot of work to do And remember, son, along with the seeds of the apple tree, plant the seeds of love and charity. Plant them clear across the whole frontier. And all the settler folk out there... They'll thank you for a kindly deed and say, bless you, Johnny Appleseed. Well, sir, that done it. That's how it all began. That's how Johnny, all alone, set out to meet the great unknown. Now, I just wish you could have seen what Johnny was a-walking into. A great big chunk of forest land that covered all Ohio and Indiana. And every dadgum square mile of her, packed full of bears and wolves and wildcat and hostile engines and things like that. It was a mighty big and fearsome place for a man to face. A little man, and all alone, without no knife, without no gun. But it never hindered little Johnny. He just kept walking, walking on. Walked through sunshine, walked through rain, over the mountain and over the plain, through forest trails, knee-deep in mire, through roots and rocks and rips and briar. Walked and walked until he found a little spot of open ground with fertile soil and warm breeze, a place to plant Is apple trees. Now, whilst Johnny was a-workin', whistlin' his song, some forest critters come along. There was a bar, a panther, a little brown hare, a wise old owl, and a white-tailed deer. Cause the owl spoke first. Who,
1: who, who's that fawnery human there? He's gonna shoot us all dead. You better beware.
0: Then the deer spoke up. Now, 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 hold on a minute. If he's the killin' kind, how come him to leave his gun behind? Eh, uh, what's your opinion, Mr. Hare?
1: I'm scared of that, feller. I really be.
0: But the panther growled. Ah, ain't not me! And the bard joined in. Me nother, says he. Now, whilst they palavered this way and that, here come along a black and white cat. And he war not just a pussycat like you might have thunk. That doggone kitty was just plain skunk. And he weren't scared of no human's wrath. He marched right out into Johnny's path. Well, here come Johnny, not paying no heed, just going along a plantin' apple seed. The skunk hunched down. He got himself set. And Johnny, he ain't seen him yet. And then, all of a sudden, Johnny turned round and... Oh! My goodness. Well, <laughs> what do you know about that? Yes, sir, Johnny started petting that skunk. Believe me, that took lots of spunk. But the skunk loved it. Just folded up and started in a purr like a buzzsaw. Well, sir, the critters ne'er see the beat of that. The likes of a human are liking that cat... And throughout the forest from that time on, every last live environment was a friend to John. They surely was. And I make another friend with every seed I saw. Get to thinking that Johnny went his way With never a cloud to darken his day Cause that ain't so There come a time when dark some night When Johnny's seen a fearsome sight A settler shack ablaze with fire And as the flames leapt higher and higher All around it, engines danced And yelled and screeched And beat their drums And sang their awful chant of war and hate Well, Johnny didn't stop or take a breath just started walking into sartin' sure and sudden death. The noise grew louder, the fire blazed hot, and then... Yep, just like that, the ruckus stopped. For thar stood Johnny Appleseed, right smack dab in the middle of them heathen killers. Yes, sir, thar was the injuns, and thar was Johnny. A hundred pies and arrows pointed at his heart, And all around, spears and tomahawks was raised to cut him down. But Johnny wasn't scared. He just opened up his book and spoke like this. Put away your wrath, O my brothers. Be ye kind and merciful. A little man, and all alone, without no knife, without no gun. A man with a strange and holy look, whose only weapon was a book. Thou shalt not hate... Thou shalt not kill. Them Injuns never made a move. Shucks, they knowed better. Why, Johnny Appleseed was the bravest man they ever seen. And they figured any man as brave as John must have a God to help him on. A new and mighty God. So the heathen injuns squatted down and listened. From the heaven high above, there echoed back, These words of love.
1: Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God.
0: And he made another friend with every seed he sowed. Yep, Johnny did make friends, lots of them. Weren't all animals and engines either. No, sir. Fact is, Johnny's best friends was the settlers, the pioneer clearing away a forest. They got to looking for Johnny's visits, never knowed when he'd pop up with his merry whistle and cheery greeting. Howdy, settlers. I brought you some seeds to plant you an orchard of apple trees. Folks sure was grateful for them trees, too. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you kindly. Sakes alive, Johnny wasn't looking for thanks. He just wanted folks to have apples. But Johnny war not content to go around just preaching and plantin'. No, sir. He believed if you really loved your neighbor... then you ought to back it up with honest labor. So he pitched right in... a sawin' and a hammerin' and a helpin' the settlers to build their homes. twar not all work and no play, though. Not by a darn sight. Because the pioneers, when their work was through... Found a heap of pleasure, too. Had play parties, shindigs, and dances. And wherever there was music, there was little Johnny Appleseed sashaying round with the best of them. Now Johnny Appleseed had become a real pioneer, so he couldn't stay long anywhere, because he had a lot of walking and planting still left to do. And everywhere he went, you'd find Johnny left the shadow of his deeds behind. Well, pretty soon that shadow commenced to grow and grow and grow, till it stretched clear across the hull frontier. And in that shadow everywhere you'd find Johnny left these blessings three. Love, faith, and the apple tree. And now 40 years have come and gone, and yonder, neath some apple trees, old Johnny is sleeping, taking his ease. He's still got on his tin pot hat, and of course his Bible's in his lap. But listen, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yep, it's Johnny's angel. Come again. And now I guess you know the time has come for Johnny to go. Boy, for sleeping you take the cake. Come on, get up. <whistles>
1: hey, uh, well, why, why, Mister Angel? How do you do? I'm fine, and how be you? Uh, fine. Just, just feeling great.
0: Good, cause you got one long last trip to take.
1: Do tell. Well, don't stand there talking. Come on, let's get to walking. Whoop. Now, hold on there. Just a minute. One long last trip, you say? You don't mean I'm through? I'm finished? I'm passed away? it, angel, I just can't go. Got crops to harvest, seeds to sow. Now, now, hold
0: on, boy. Down here on earth, your work is through. But up in heaven, Johnny, we need you. Yep, we sure do. You think we'd had most all we please, but we ain't. We're kind of short on apple trees.
1: Well, I swan. I didn't know. Well, what are we waiting for? Come on, let's go. Now, <coughs> what kind of fruit do them angels favor? Uh, Jonathan's has a delicious flavor, and thars Rhode Island greenins for apple pie, and Tompkins Kings and Northern Spy. It could plant Baldwin's a dozen or ten, then Davis and Russets and Winechaps, and then some Pippins and Yorks. And...
0: Well, I guess by now you will agree. Johnny was the mightiest man you ever did see. And though it's many and many a longsome year since he was here, folks still remember little Johnny, still bless his name, still sing the song of Johnny Appleseed. And someday
2: All right, so that was Dennis Day as Johnny Appleseed. Uh, I've even heard him. Uh, he used to uh, be on the Jack Benny radio program and sing songs on there and play kind of the character that he was supposed to be kind of not so bright uh, and just a sweet, innocent, naive kid or whatever. But Dennis Day, very talented. Uh, but that's where we're going to wrap the show up. So I want to, of course, remind you to visit NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find, of course, a link for my podcast reviews. That's about to change. Uh, the owner of that, uh, the creator of that, is, uh, is changing the name. Uh, I'll get into that here in a bit when uh, when the actual the change actually happens, uh, but I'll probably have to update some icons or whatever for my affiliate program in there. But it's a great service, and, you know, get into it now. Uh, you can get, if you happen to have a podcast, you can get your reviews sent right to your email from around the world because generally Apple will only let you see reviews from your area. And I, of course, could use some reviews. There's links for doing that as well. Please send a review there. Uh, I do appreciate it. Share the show with others. Also, we'd like to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro to this show. Don't forget to send me an email, podcast at everlandpodcast.com. Hey, if you happen to be on Steam, look for Spider Paint on there. Send me a friend request and let me know, well, hey, uh, I, you'd like to play some games with me because we're also going to play Demonologist at some point, and that's supposed to be multiplayer as well. It'll be part of Scareplay. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We have a group and, of course, a fan page. And, of course, don't forget you could donate on our Patreon links right there on the website. Also, we do have our shop. Uh, Every little bit helps keep this show going when you donate or purchase items. And, of course, once again, a reminder, go check out the Retro Rewind podcast uh, and to hear me on the show talking about Masters of the Universe this week. It should be releasing, uh, I think, tomorrow, if not already. I seem to have a message from uh, Francisco. Uh, who's the head feller of that, Uh, letting me know that I think the show has been released. So I'll be sharing that, and I'll I'll try to get a link in the show notes here as well. Uh, But until we see you next time, remember, it's going to be a couple of weeks because I'm going camping. Get lost, because I probably will be lost in the woods. (laughs) All right, but that's right. We need to get lost in an adventure, though, not actually get lost. So I'll see you next time.